What up, what up, what up? You're what's going on? Well, I didn't mind. Back to another week. Back to another week of the Food John Podcast. It's your boy Mills. I'm your man P. What's going on, brother? Nothing. Weather's finally looking like it's trying to be consistent now. Hey, listen, they opening the pool at the crib this weekend. For real? Yeah, man, come through. All right. Just let me know. I'll get you set up, you feel me? Yeah, be here my stomach out. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Give. And no fucks. Nope. <laughs> That's funny as hell. So, um, let's get right into it, man. Let's jump into tails. You got something or you want me to kick it off? You can kick it off. I'm still you. trying to decide between two of them. I got you. I got all right, so in my career, just work-wise, any place I work, food or non-food, I have two write-ups. So I'm going to say the second, I'm going to say my second one for another Tales, but I'm going to get my disturb my first write-up. So, All right. Recipe Chef Don. I remember, I, I, I think I told the story about how my old chef told the F&B director, Pussy, I'll throw, throw you through a wall. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So they both get fired. Well, no. Chef Don gets fired. Homie's still there for a couple more days, maybe like a week or so. Okay, okay. In the meantime, between time, I was running the kitchen. So, you know, I'm making shit happen. I'm there all day, all night, making sure shit happened. And I kind I forgot something on the order, and then something else happened. So then he was like, "All right, we're gonna split the duties." He's like, "Cause you know, you, I don't want you to burn out." So I'm like, "All right, cool. I still don't fuck with you because you got my man clip, but." All right, whatever. So then he goes, call the garbage company. Instead of doing it four days a week, switch it to two. And I was like, I'm not doing that. I said, I'll cut it back to three. Listen, you need to cut it back. Like, we gotta, we're got we bleeding money. I'm not doing that. I, I don't feel comfortable doing that. So he has the assistant F&B director do it. So... <laughs> She must have told him not to pick it up unless they call, unless we call him. So we had like a, you know, the big um, garbage compactor, like the joint we had at the spot. Yeah. But it was connected to like our loading dock. So it was like you walk into, you go out on loading dock on your right, it's a room. You walk in a room, you dump your trash. So <laughs> when I tell you that entire room was filled with trash to the top, all the way up. Damn. And then um, a homie gets fired. So the assistant director, she was like, well, I'm the boss now. So she was like ditzy. So she was like, uh, can I talk to you? I was like, sure, about what? She's like, the trash room. And I was like, y'all were responsible for that, not me. Well, no, this is your kitchen, so I'm going to have to write you up for this. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, wait. Homies, when homie was here, because he had just got clipped like two days two days before my write-up. So she, I was like, homie got clipped. He was taking care of that. So I was like, so now that y'all both dropped the ball, I'm responsible for that, and now I got to get a write-up for that? So she's like, yeah, well, you know, it's still a part of the kitchen. I say, cool. <laughs> I write. Refusal to sign Where is my name And then I wrote on the back <laughs> I'm petty This ingrate of a human being Was responsible for What I'm being written up for Oh shit <laughs> <laughs> So That was my first write up man I didn't even deserve it The second one I kind of did But You know The write up still stuck though 
Well, yeah, and I left a month later. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah. Once I start getting petty, and then it start getting a little, I start getting the spidey, the tingling sense. Right. Spidey tingle, I'm out. So, here you go. What you got? Well, my, my tales is actually going to mirror that because as soon okay. as you said right up, it jogs something in my memory. Okay. So, this takes me back to our spot. Oh, uh, okay. And Floss woke <laughs> me up big time. <laughs> and it was the only time in my... Oh, shit. It was the only time in my 10 years of being here that I ever got written up. You Was this before you got suspended? This what this is the suspension. Oh, cause we overslept. Yeah, you told that, bro. One here. Yeah, I did. Yeah, you didn't tell us you got rolled up. You told us you got suspended. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I got right, it. Well, let me switch it up real quick. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to. You know, rerun tales. <laughs> I got you. I that got sh- you. I'm that, shit, that shit hurt though. I know. That shit hurt. I know. But uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Um. All right. This takes me. I'm still at the spot, but I'm in charge now. Real quick. I'm locked in, bro. I got you. So when we start wondering, that's like, cool. I, All right. I, I got you. I got to write the show notes, remember? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So I'm in charge now. We upstairs. Mm-hmm. So when the new company came in, they unionized. Mm-hmm. Hated it. But Where, Did you hate it because you were in management? Or? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. They were like, man, I'm not doing that. Well, where my shop store? They never hit me with that. Well, you cool, thankfully. But um, having to have a shop store present every time, mm-hmm. and you know, knowing that they was going to fight it nine times out of ten, it was going to get thrown. Now it was like going to court. Yeah, like my my case had to be ironclad mm-hmm. every time. Mm-hmm. So it was this one chick. I forget her name, but it don't matter. She had became, at that time, she had became a nuisance. Mm-hmm. And I hated doing this, but it only happened a couple times with maybe like two or three different individuals. But if I know your write-ups are accumulating and you're almost out the door, mm-hmm. I'm going to try to get you every time. <laughs> I'm gonna try to get you every time on that. In the so business, we can, call it headhunting. So I can get you out of here. Yes, sir. And um, she was up to a suspension. Mm-hmm. It was for latenesses. She was oh, up. She, she was stupid shit, right? Yeah. She was up to a suspension. She knew she was about to be on her way out. Mm-hmm. She also knew that I was getting ready to be petty and I was going to try to get her. So she ended up getting a ride to work every day after that <laughs> instead of catching the bus. <laughs> she so fooled your plans, Batman? So she could be on time. Uh-huh. But this is where she messed up. She told me, she said, yo, I just want to let you know that you're being super petty towards me and you're singling me out. And I know what you're doing because you're trying, you're waiting until you can try, you can catch me coming in late so you can try to fire me so I can lose my job. And I said, well, to be perfectly honest with you, if you want to be honest with each other, yeah, you're absolutely right. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm doing. You, I respect it though, but it ain't your fault. She because late. you made it this way. And then your attitude towards the entire situation 
the I don't care attitude, how nonchalant you are about the job and everything else, somebody else that actually cares, I can put them in this position mm-hmm. and we don't got to worry about it. That's so, a fact. long story short, she ended up getting fired, but not for that. Uh-oh. She almost got into a fight upstairs in the dining room on the fourth floor with a housekeeper. She, Do you know why? She didn't fight, though. That's the crazy part. She didn't fight. It was mm-hmm. almost a fight. She actually was approached the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Tried to be professional about it, but then the chick just kept egging her on, and then she got really unprofessional, mm-hmm. and it was residents in the dining room when it happened. Oh. And she just knew that I had something to do with her getting fired. But once I finally was able to get her on the phone and I explained to her that I actually had her back mm-hmm. and like was defending her because I feel like she caught a raw deal. Yeah. Y'all her whole cool. situation, her whole attitude and mindset changed. Yeah. And I said You were so gung-ho about me trying to get you out of here that you lost sight of what's really important. Right. And we was cool after that, but of course we lost touch over the years, like whatever. But um, it was just funny that I tried to get her for one thing and then tried to save her for something else. But the thing I tried to save her, save her on ended, ended up getting her clipped. Yeah. So, no. <laughs> That's kind of crazy. But it always happens that way. And then I always had the speech. Any time I've ever had to fire anybody, I'd be like, I didn't fire you. You, you fired did this. You fired yeah. yourself. You did this. I didn't tell you to come in late. Yep. Unless I told you to come in late. And then it's then it's always forgiven. So, <clears throat> that's crazy. Damn, it's always, why is always fights in there, bro? Oh, man, listen. I don't, that place like a terror dome at one point. <laughs> I believe it. All right, so listen. So the topic for this week, um, I ran across this article, and I just wanted, you know, just to us to, you know, kind of just talk about it. There's only four black chefs that have a Michelin stars. Well, before we get into mm-hmm. it, explain to our listeners what it actually means to be a Michelin star chef. Okay. So a little brief history lesson. I'm pretty sure I'm I'm pretty sure I got this down. So Michelin, the Michelin star rating starts from the Michelin car, uh, tire company. So what they do used to do every year was they would have somebody drive around through the entire world promoting the Michelin tires. Hey, we can drive across the United States, Europe. We can just drive, and then while we're driving, we'll give you directions, and then we'll tell you places to eat. That book would come out every year, and then they would give different places ratings. But every time they would give somebody a rating or your name was in that book, you got a Michelin star. Well, not not necessarily Michelin star. You just blew up. Got you. So then it turned in. It turned. It went from just the Michelin book just being a guidebook for any anything. Like, hey, if you want to go shopping, go here. You want to eat, go here. It just turned into the Michelin star rating. Uh, I believe it goes one through four. I could be wrong. But if you're like a Michelin star rated chef, you're God tier. Best restaurants in the world. 
Yeah, okay. <clears throat> so initially, it kind of it definitely did start off as like a uh, just a regular. I don't. I can't even think of an example. But like a Yelp. There you go. Okay. Start off like a Yelp. I mean, that's usually how they start, though. They usually have very humble beginnings. Right. For sure. Like the James Beard Award. Yeah. 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 So, but real quick, let's just shout out these chefs. So we got a chef Charlie Mitchell. Um, we have a Gerald Sombright. Uh, apologize if I'm pronouncing you guys' names wrong. Mariah Russell. And then we have Michael Keynes. So first off, first and foremost, shout out to them. They're, you know, it's it's it, it's inspiring. I think I would have went harder had I known there was like these people. And I think mo- for the most part, they got them fairly recent. I would think I would say so. Yeah, so I would say recent, like within like the last ten years. Ten years, years yeah, for sure. Like the uh, Mariah, I think she has like this <laughs> this Japanese inspired restaurant in Chicago. Black woman. She, matter of fact, first Mariah Russell, first black woman to get a Michelin star. Yeah. So, I think early in my career, if I had had I solved that, instead of me just being the first over the hill, not at that level, because that's I didn't have the discipline and dedication for that. But um, I think had I saw that, my career would have went different. Um, now, how can I form this question? I don't know. Um, do you think Philadelphia could could breed the next Michelin star restaurant and black Michelin star chef? You think we have that culture for it? Not right now, no. Why you say that? Um. Well, one, we're not going through an identity crisis or anything like that. But with us rebranding the city and trying to um, compete with New York the way we're doing, mm-hmm. I think after we're finished our our rebrand per se for the city of Philadelphia and other newer restaurants come in um, new cooks and place people that have been world traveled they come in and the city is a true destination spot again like how it was before oh before we turned into baby New York yeah like I think once the city is back to being Philadelphia the way that Philadelphia once was, mm-hmm. we can. Right now, I don't think so. I, because yeah. aside from us, I mean, yeah, the culture is always here, but aside from us, the people that live here, the people that will frequent these restaurants when they open up, just like how over the pandemic everybody and their mom was at Steak 48. <laughs> taking, pi- taking pictures on the steps. I'm so glad. Listen, and that used to happen to, <laughs> that used to happen to me at Dell's a lot. But, well, <clears throat> at this place I work because they would just come in there just to take pictures. I'm like, y'all 17, 18, 19. Why y'all in here? Y'all don't even, y'all, y'all going to look at this menu and faint. Exactly. So, like, <laughs> so you know, I think when, when for a lack of a better way of saying it, when we get our shit together as a city, and we're back to booming and killing shit how we did in yesteryear. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just don't think we're there yet. 
but we can breed a Michelin star chef. How long do you think it'll take? Five years. Five years? That's it? Yeah. But that's because you got to take into consideration, we don't know what's going on out here. Like, somebody could be laying the foundation as we speak. Nah, for sure, yo. And just to pat myself on the back a little bit, um, just even seeing the people come up after me that, like, I knew becoming chefs or, like, yo, I'm about to I'm about to do the culinary thing. It's like, damn, I ain't realize the foundation or the path I was laying. I was just like, this is something I love to do. Um, right. I think... You know what? When I very when I I'll get I'll get I'll drop this. When I first 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 got the idea of this culinary thing, right? Okay. And I I found out what the Michelin star meant. I said I know how to get one. And then I was going to do this French inspired Caribbean cuisine. Ooh. Uh huh. French inspired Caribbean. Uh huh. I knew how to pull it off and I knew exactly what I needed to do. Now, I didn't have the experience or knowledge. I just was like, if this is the criteria, I could pull it off. But with that comes like just years and years and years of experience and just working different places and, you know, learning different things. I could do it now, but I'm this game kind of got soured for me a little bit. That's why we got the Food Joint Podcast. But I still love it. So maybe one day I'll revisit it. And, you know, maybe if it's somebody out there that, that just hears this and they like, damn, Mill's got a brilliant idea. Let me try it. Or let me let me have him come in and, like, put it together for me. Like, I'm paying forward. So I just looked up mm-hmm. what qualifications do you need to be considered a Michelin star chef? Mm-hmm. And there's five criterias that absolutely have to be met on a consistent basis mm-hmm. to even be considered for it. Yeah. So the quali- so the, the five qualifications are high quality produce. Chef has to have a mastery of culinary techniques. Mm-hmm. Of course, the taste of the food, savoir faire, and oh, a, you gotta explain savoir faire. I, I would love to. <laughs> I don't think I can. I know you can, but this last one is a consistently keyword consistently a consistently excellent dining experience. Besides Savoir Fuere, I think the last one is the most difficult. <laughs> so if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I believe I pronounced that totally wrong. Oh, this is sort Savoir Fuere. So it's Savoir Fair. So it's. It, how can I explain it? To my, to my understanding from when I first heard it, it's, it's who are you in that food? Okay. Like, if, um... I got the definition if you want it. Okay, pull it up. Okay. Because these, like, that specific term and different French terms I heard, I heard from a French dude in a French restaurant where I didn't know what the fuck he was saying. I bet. So, go ahead, give <laughs> so, me the definition. 
It says the ability to act or speak appropriately in social situations. This is a gracious occasion, so try to behave with a bit of savoir faire. They use it. Fair. In, in like savoir faire. Yeah. They use it in a sense. So I guess if it's a French inspired restaurant, you need to be able to speak French. Um. If it's an Italian inspired restaurant and you're that chef and you're given great Italian cuisine, authentic Italian cuisine, then I guess at very least you can speak the language. No, not necessarily. So like it's saying if I got a French restaurant, why am I using Italian techniques in French? restaurant ah. so it's like that that's the kind of thing and i think also too like you putting yourself in the food like so if i just decide to open a mexican restaurant and i don't know nothing about mexican cuisine or mexican culture or heritage and i just say hey we're just gonna do fried tacos you're damn right i'm not getting michelin star for that i'm like get the hell out of here yeah so it's like putting putting yourself or like whatever it is that you're doing putting that in the food in the food but that makes sense. So, so yeah. But I, I think I think we'll have one within the next three years. So you said you going three? Okay, okay. For a Michelin star restaurant in the city, three years. That next chef, seven to eight. Okay. Because they got to go away and come back. Because you got to leave here. You have to. Well, yeah. And so, just to see other things like you gotta you gotta become versed. You gotta not even versed. It's the environment here. You gotta leave it. You gotta leave it. As far as, far as our culinary, our culinary. Well, I get field, that. You gotta I get leave. that a thousand percent because maybe I was maybe my thinking was off. But when I said Michelin star chef within the next five years, mm-hmm. I didn't even have a thought that the chef would be from here. Oh, I got you. I just figured the chef would be working here oh and in, in the city gotcha not necessarily from the city no i got you no so now nah, we um we're definitely due for one like we're becoming a food city um you starting to notice certain places cutting down closing down yeah the big boys yeah okay well i tell you a couple weeks ago she ain't gonna last listen i just went to <laughs> um let me, matter of fact, black owned business. Let me shout him out. I just went to my blue, my blue heaven. Okay, got me a little soul food platter. All right, just to support. So like these little, these little things that I'm just, glad you brought that up because I was someplace yesterday too. Or get shout him out. So know? yeah, I am. So um, shout out, shout, shout out to the shout out to the homie Kim. Mm-hmm. I we still got to get her on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, I, I remember telling you, or maybe I didn't. I think I did. I told. Did I tell you that she um, is opening up a cafe in uh, Maniac, right off of Main Street? Yeah, you told me uh, months ago, months and months. She had a she had her soft opening to her cafe yesterday. We gotta pull up. We got and, a little extra time coming um, up. She was open all day. She did because. The way she's doing hers is going to be breakfast, breakfast and lunch. Okay. But she's going to do all of her catering out of there. Yeah. Makes sense. So I pulled up on her yesterday and um the spot looked the spot looked great. Mm-hmm. Um appetizers and everything, food was great, ambiance, everything. And you know, I told her, hey, listen, like I'm proud of you because she started during the pandemic and never stopped. Good for her. 
Never stops. Shout out to Kim, yeah. And now she is where she is. We still got to get her on the show. Um, I talked to her about it yesterday. She yeah, said, we, hey, listen, like, whenever whenever y'all ready and I'm ready and our schedules link up, we're going to do it. Yeah, we we just go right up there and do it from the spot. And then we could say, what we eat? Because we eating that yeah. <laughs> we eating over there today. Yeah. So. I'm talking about, like, French baker pastries and everything. Oh, no, for sure. If you're going to do it, do, do it, it right. right. Yeah. Yeah. But so. it was nice, though. So shout out, shout out to homie. Damn, y'all. Yeah, it's a good-ass topic. I didn't think we was going <laughs> to go in the way we did with that one. I mean, you know, but I, I'm glad we spoke we, we spoke on it the way we did because when you think Michelin star chefs. You think white, French, you, white, you, Italian. You don't think of us? Not at all. At all. And even then, and even then the, the girl Mariah Russell, she had to do Japanese <laughs> to get it. Now I know. Now I, you go, you had to look at them. Pick. She did her. She did her due diligence. It is crazy. But I mean, listen, you got to do what you got to do. Shit. For sure. What Jada Kiss say? Why Denzel had to be crooked before he took it? That's true. That's true. Damn. Shout out to Jada Kiss, man. Yeah. <laughs> this is totally unrelated, but he had a bar. He said, "My stepson just became my real son." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rapid, rapid. But um, so. Yeah, man. How about we give them them four chefs a round of applause though for 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 their momentous accomplishment? Absolutely, man. From 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 the food joint podcast to all those to those four chefs. Shout out to y'all, man. Y'all make y'all make this like y'all make this fun. Cause, oh yeah. Because we just look and see what y'all doing. We like, damn, we doing it on a high level. Yeah. And. And it goes so unnoticed. Mm-hmm. That's the sad part. Like so unnoticed. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it was an article written, but is that the only one? Is it the only time that they're referenced in this capacity? Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? No, yeah. Like, yeah. like how many people are really speaking about it? Versus, like you said, if it was, you know, white French, white Italian, you know. Um, um, would it be more covered? Would it be covered? More? Yes. So yeah, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy, but I mean, yeah. Listen, shout so, out to them. Though. Shout out to them. So uh, let's jump into let's jump into motivational mic drop. So you know what? Usually you start it off. I'm gonna start it off this week. So this week, something I learned uh, was to. Not necessarily learned, but I started actually putting a conscious effort into like making this a thing. Set your boundaries and stick by them. Ooh. Set your boundaries and stick by them. Ooh. Don't even step outside of it. If you, if if no, first off, no is a complete sentence. Let's just start there. Okay. All right. No, this no is done. Yeah, that's it. When you set your boundaries, don't waver. Stand on it. So I, you know, we'll we'll talk about this in the coming weeks. But I had set some boundaries. I wasn't finna break. So, but we'll just leave it right there. All right. Um. So yeah, that's what I got. that's what I got. Set your boundaries and don't waver. And no is a complete sentence. What you got? Well, first. I hate that we think so much alike because mine was almost the exact same thing as yours, what you mm-hmm. just said. 
So now I gotta think of something else on the fly. Nah, man, just let it go, man. So two different brains. We might word it differently, and I might be like, "Damn, I didn't even think about it in that way." All right. So my motivational mic drop would be: stop selling yourself at your job. And what I mean by see, we can be dab dog. That's fucking good. And what I mean by that is perfect example. Mm-hmm. During the pandemic, when they mandated that you either get vaccinated or you was going to lose your job Mm -hmm. if you didn't get vaccinated. All of the people that got vaccinated because they need their job. For sure. And then you have the ones that stood on what they believed in and said, look, y'all going to do what y'all got to do. I'm not putting that in my body. I'm not getting vaccinated. So now you and your job is playing, you're playing chicken. Who's going to budge first? And if you just went, if you was just a sheep that was being led to the slaughter, didn't even think about it, and you just go and you just, oh, I need my job, that's almost like selling your soul for money. Mm-hmm. So if you are that comfortable with giving yourself away for a payday, then what else are you going to be willing to give yourself away for? There's no real way to know. Exactly. And that's not a good sign. So, jobs come and go. Yes, we all need to be employed for sure. We all got to pay bills. We all got to do what we got to do. But don't sell yourself for your job. Because at the end of the day, they they really don't care. You just you get You're a number on the clipboard mm-hmm. or on the spreadsheet. You get bounced on Monday, your replacement is hired by Friday, and they're being orientated the following Monday. Mm-hmm. Especially in this field where we don't got to necessarily go through the rigmarole of inputting you in systems and doing this and that. It's, it's sometimes, not a lot, but sometimes it's just start tomorrow, pay you under the table. Yeah. I just cl- I just fired somebody. Yeah, we need you. We need you right now. So that's my motivational for this week. Man, that's what's up, man. Good good show, man. Good talk, man. It's a quick drink though. Yeah. I mean sometimes that's the best though. You don't need to draw it out, especially if you have all the information readily right there available for you. Is let me say what I gotta say. Mm-hmm. No space, no fillers. We're not filling the airtime up just to, for the sake of filling it up to say we got fifty five minutes. When all you need is 38 For sure Efficient Yeah But real quick um, Two things My tales for next week is a doozy Alright <laughs> And Yeah What I got My spidey sense is tickling Right now? Well you know how well, I'm like at a place Right My spidey sense is tickling Oh man Is this, is this an off the air conversation? Or are you going to save everything we, 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 for next week? We, no, no, not even next week. Um, I'll touch on it, and then we'll do the we'll do the, like the, the the real talk in the coming weeks. Okay. So we're not going to say when this conversation is going to happen, but you guys know when it's like when I start alluding to things. Right. <laughs> it's a doozy. So 
If you'd like to be a part of the show, email us at thefoodjoinpodcast at gmail.com. T-H-E-F-O-O-D-J-A-W-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Also, please do us a big favor. The Bears coming out on June 22nd. Yes, it is. Hit FX up. Please put them on to us. We got to get in tune. We got to get... Jeremy Allen, we gotta interview him. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta be a part of the bear. What better way than the Food Joint Podcast slash the Bear? You know, form Voltron, man. So reach out to them, at them. We know this podcast. Y'all should, y'all should listen to. At the actors and actresses, at effects, do whatever you can. That'll be a big help to us. A humongous help. That right there. That's. That's life changing shit right there. What are you telling? That's know what it is. That's look forward, we're never looking back type shit. Absolutely. And let me let me let me tell you something, bro. You know what car I want. That's my first purchase, and I'm probably still going to live in the same spot. But that check come, you know where I'm going. Yeah. I'm gonna get my Shelby. Well, you already know what I want. <laughs> something obnoxious. <laughs> you don't think a Shelby is obnoxious? No. It's not obnoxious no. at all. I don't and, think so. And, and it, Stock. I ain't putting no. I'm not putting no crazy muffler or anything on there. No, no, no. Regular. That kind of car, you leave it. You leave it the fuck alone. Yeah, because it's a classic in itself. For sure. But what I want, you can do a create a, a bunch of crazy stuff to it. But sometimes simplicity is key. For sure. So and I, you know, me, I'm not. I'm not over we'll the top. Let the like pe- we'll to let the people. Okay, so you acknowledge it. We'll let the people decide. What is this car? What is the car? What oh, let the people decide? A Hellcat Durango. Okay, so we're going to take a Hellcat Durango. <laughs> fucking bus. <laughs> hell on wheels in bus form. And my Shelby, my Shelby Mustang. Crazy part about it, though, is... It's not, but it is. That John stock, the way it is, is almost just as loud as a Hellcat Durango. Because you, that the, mess, the Mustang has a growl. The Durango has a whine. So the noise is different. Okay. We'll let the people decide. But we, you know, we're from Philly, right? Dirt bikes (laughs) and Hellcats all summer long. And, you know, when things happen with, with, you know, what we're about to do with FX and the Bear, it's going to be dirt bikes and pee in that goddamn Hellcat. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Why not? Listen, I'm 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 gonna be so over the top. I'm just this is gonna be running. I'm, I'm just a, gonna be sitting in it, not going nowhere. Just I, in you bought it. Listen, let me tell you something. That first off, two things. When we get when we get our cars, I'm be like, yo, we did it. I'm putting a life insurance policy on you, bro. If you get that fucking car. <laughs> Well, first off, I'm gonna have a life insurance policy on myself as well. Okay, okay, we're on the same page. But all right, all right. Again, we had this conversation. If I can get it, I'm going to get it, but I don't need it. You know what? I'm okay with a Dodge Durango 392 Hemi John. The same one that I had in, when I was mm-hmm. in Orlando. Yeah, I, I don't need a Hellcat. No, bro. You got to listen. I it's... don't even need the... Um, I'm having a brain fart. So you got the you got the 392 Hemi. Mm-hmm. What's the one above that? I couldn't do it. Because the Hellcat Durango is a top tier drone. But it's another one in between. Oh, the SRT. 
SRT. <laughs> so you got the you got that SRT the, is you sexy, got, bro. You got the three ninety. You got the three ninety two Hemi. Uh huh. You got the SRT, mm-hmm. and then you got the Hellcat. Mm-hmm. I'm perfectly fine with the Hemi or the SRT. I don't need a Hellcat. Listen, it's just listen. When we made it, we got to get ourselves a gift. That's all that is. You don't need it. I do. I need a Shelby Mustang. No, I'm cool with what I got now. But that's just gonna be my gift to myself. That's it. That's all, you know. And then we'll worry about other stuff later. All right. So, guys, thank you for tuning in. It's your boy Mills. Slightly took a left turn there, real quick. It's cool. Second. It's cool. We put we're putting all this good goodness out in the universe. Yeah. Okay. There we go. There you go. So, it's your boy Mills here with P. Yep. We see y'all next week. Y'all be safe. As always, have a safe week. Have a fulfilled week. Stay motivated. Stay on point. And again, like I said before, everything that you are working so hard for is within reach. So when you feel like giving up, please don't. Because it doesn't make any sense for you to do all that work. Just let somebody else reap the benefit. That's a bar. Love, peace, and chicken grease.